0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the You're Not Gonna Like This podcast. My name is Amari Tawaku.
1: And I'm Marco Hansel. This podcast is for you if you're interested in alternative ways
0: of thinking, living, and being. We believe the only way to get there is through smart, honest, and challenging conversation.
1: But just because it's smart doesn't mean it has to be boring. And just because it's challenging doesn't mean it's impossible. And
0: just because it's honest doesn't mean it has to be moving. So if you are down for being stimulated, challenged, and Definitely offended. Then strap in, buckle up, let's go, let's make it
1: happen. But before we get started, here's a little sneak peek of why you definitely won't like this episode. Slavery.
0: When people talk about slavery, they're like this country was built on the backs of black people. Blah, blah, blah. There's a part of me that's like, yeah, I get it. Let's move on.
1: Right, but I can feel proud for my country and the ancestors and the wonderful things that they that they did, and I also can feel shame, and I don't want to feel that shame. <laughs> All right, let's do it. So to
0: to set stage for a very special edition, if you're not going to like this podcast, is uh, there, there has been a story, especially in American media, uh, that has gripped the nation um, over the last week and a half. And that is the trial of Kyle Rittenhouse. Um for those of you who don't know, you'll find out through the course of this episode. But for those of you who do know, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And I presume that actually we're not going to talk that much about the trial. No. <laughs> we're going to talk more so <laughs> what it's like to have potentially, uh, how do you want to say, well, well the, not heartbreaking, but potentially uh, tender conversations with those that you love when you know that you might not be on the same page as far as opinions, right? Because me and Marco, we talked about this a little bit last week, and we actually have very differing opinions on this Kyle Rittenhouse Mm -hmm. trial. So I think that it's a very good example for people, um, especially around holiday times as we're recording this. (laughs) Because you're going to go home to your family. and
1: have a lot of disagreeing conversations.
0: (laughs) Right. But I think it's a very good example that we kind of set, that we're like, yo, before we get into this thing that we know might be a little touchy, let's take some breaths together. Let's just come into this moment instead of bringing any kind of like unnecessary extra baggage to already a pretty baggage heavy conversation. (laughs) Let's put our bags down and let's be here. (laughs) So thank you, Marco, for that, uh, setting us up. And I'm going to, if I may give us a second way to make this a very, uh, supportive conversation and by supportive okay. I mean just to make my opinion look correct
1: yeah yeah yeah. which you which by, by, the, by the way audience if you if you're listen to this Amari has done like a week's worth of research <laughs> since we last started this to prepare for this so that he can win because even though we say there is no right and wrong Amari wants to be right
0: <laughs> uh, well if you remember in the fucking uh, intro of the show it's like you're probably not right unless your name is Amari so <laughs> we're just going to give that context uh, I did not do a week's of research marco is bullshitting you i did one article read just to make sure that i was uh, clear in some
2: things
0: but in order to um prep the conversation and to make sure that we're all on the same page just not just me and marco i actually just want to read uh a quick summary of that uh event from wikipedia direct from wikipedia so that we're all working with the same facts yeah okay okay so According to Wikipedia, on August 25, 2020, Kyle Howard Rittenhouse, a 17-year-old from Antioch, Antioch, Illinois, fatally shot two men and wounded another in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Shootings occurred during the protests uh, that followed the shooting of a black man, Jacob Blake, by a white police officer. At trial, Rittenhouse used the affirmative defense of self-defense and was acquitted of all charges. Rittenhouse and the three men he shot were white. Rittenhouse was armed with a semi-automatic AR-15 style rifle that he had asked his friend to purchase for him yeah so one thing i want to note is that in this article it also uh talks about the the three confrontations that kyle found himself in i'll read it verbatim after an earlier confrontation with kenosha resident joseph rosenbaum journalist richard mcginnis saw rittenhouse being followed by rosenbaum in a parking lot resident joshua zaminsky fired a shot into the air then rittenhouse turned towards rosenbaum who was unarmed McGinnis testified at a trial that Rosenbaum lunged at Rittenhouse and tried to take his rifle. Rittenhouse shot Rosenbaum four times at close range, killing him. That was the first victim. Rittenhouse then ran down the street while being pursued by a crowd of at least a dozen people. I think I remember seeing that video. After a man hit him in the head, Rittenhouse tripped and fell to the ground where he was jump kicked by another man. Rittenhouse shot, twi- shot at him twice from the ground and missed. Silver Lake resident Anthony Huber then struck Rittenhouse in the left shoulder, neck and head with a skateboard and attempted to take his rifle. Rittenhouse shot Huber once in the chest, killing him. That would be the second victim. Resident Gage Grosskreutz then approached Rittenhouse and pointed a handgun at him. Then Rittenhouse wounded Grosskreutz by shooting him once in the right arm. That would be the third victim. Yeah. Awesome. That was probably the most boring (laughs) (laughs) but i just wanted just for context i know it's not very exciting but i just
1: wanted, uh, this might be the part where people fast forward to that they like when they gonna get to the drama <laughs>
0: yeah now that we're, now we set up this like grand confrontation between <laughs> mario and marco they're like i don't give a fuck about the facts i just want to see these two niggas hate each other <laughs> but go ahead and take the stage bro because i know you got some thoughts and i know you have some opinions that you want to share with people
1: uh, yeah. I mean, I, it's funny because obviously we talked about this last week and I said, you know, I don't know if it's going to be as charged um, a week later because like the emotionality is like right, right in the height of it. I had just written a poem about all of this. Um, okay. But, you know, my my baseline thing has absolutely nothing to do, which is somewhat why what you read is like, OK, cool. That's that's cool. But my <laughs> yeah. the the thing that I was in. My emotionality about is the fact that somebody, one, a 17-year-old white male can go and buy an AR-15 or get an AR-15 given to him, travel hundreds of miles across state lines, end up in a situation where he kills two people, wounds one, and somehow, just some way – Not only do police manage to just subdue this person without tasing him to death, killing him to death, choking him to death when he actually is armed and is murdering people, but then is able to get off on self-defense – and have the full defense of the world's support of like, yes, like stand your ground. This is what we do and we have guns and like he didn't do anything wrong and everyone is trying to make it about race is completely missing the point which is the bullshit that I hear so fucking much from people that try to act like they don't see race in their life which is an absolute fallacy because it would be impossible for us to not see race, to not have bias. So the the thing that comes up for me is less about him and a, a, an exciting – well, not even exciting – a interesting parallel between why he was there in the first place, um, mm-hmm. why the situation – which means why he was there in the first place is the situation that even caused that demonstration, mm-hmm. then adding on to the fact that ironically at the same time across social media we were fighting for Julius Jones who is accused of a crime – that there's extraordinary evidence that he has did not commit but he's literally sitting on death penalty and we're fighting after an entire parole board is fighting against the governor to say hey like he doesn't need to be executed and here he is fighting for his life when it's not even clear that he's done anything and we have somebody like immediately getting the card of like, we support you, we are there for you, we manage to subdue you, we completely are in support of your decision-making, and you don't get a harm or scratch on you in the entire process, and that privilege is not afforded to people that have me and use hue and darker. So that was it. That was my only only thing that I really cared about um, and was concerned about. I know you had other concerns and thoughts other than that. <laughs>
0: Thanks for sharing. And it, and it's interesting like talking about it now and reflecting, I can feel how much less emotionally charged this conversation is than like yeah. <laughs> last week when we talked about it. Last week when we talked about it, I was like, "Oh shit, we've got to do that on the next episode. This is <laughs> Now we're just like, "Yeah, this is just, you know, this is America." <laughs> right? This is America. <laughs> so, one because uh one, because it's the theme of the podcast, and two, because it's been a week, I want to kind of expand it outside of obviously just the Kyle Rittenhouse thing, right? Because Mm -hmm. I feel like there are bigger conversations at stake here, right? This has never been a podcast about the latest news. This has always been a podcast about the human condition. Yeah. So last week, full transparency, when you came to me after our last talk, and I could feel the passion of your opinion right that was where i felt the the i don't want to say distance because it makes me feel like we're not connected but like the difference in where we stand right Mm -hmm. even though there are two facts we're both black and we're both American, we're both men right (laughs) and that is very much an underlying conversation here right i might be slightly
1: manlier than you
0: Uh, we'll talk about it after the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to embarrass you in front of the people. Um, (laughs) So I think, yeah, sure. There is a conversation of the what ifs, right? Mm -hmm. The what if I had done that? What if there was pictures and videos of me with an AR-15, There would be no more, (laughs) you wouldn't like this podcast. (laughs) We'd be at Amari's funeral. (laughs) (laughs) But We'd probably raise a lot of funds. That was a very dark joke. Um, (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) So my my point being, the the difference that I saw between our our stances last week wasn't that we were both curious about the what if, right? Like we're both on the same page of that, right? Because we both Mm -hmm. know what it's like to be in the skin in these bodies, right? I think the difference was I noticed your passion and your emotion and I know that where I come from is I don't allow myself to get into an emotional state, especially on things that I like, doesn't necessarily happen directly in my life, right? Like I don't allow myself to get into an emotional state until I have at least a, what I feel like is a solid understanding of facts, right? Because I, 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 personally in the sign, I knew that was gonna make you smile. <laughs> oh, this is great. So, so for me, right? <laughs> I like personally, bro. Like, I'm just be fucking real with you. Uh... I know that my opinion on this, if I was just to follow the opinions of the information that I'm presented, my opinion of this Kyle Rittenhouse thing would be different if I solely went through what I saw in my news feed. Because on my newsfeed it was like, "This is just another example of a white man's privilege." This is da da da, and I would be like, "Yeah, yeah, everybody, we're all right, yeah, right." But at the same time, I also noticed, hmm, I haven't actually done any research outside of my fucking Instagram on what this uh, event was.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And before I I I invest emotional resources, i.e., my passion, i.e., my anger, i.e., my energy, my time, which is there's no issue with that, right? But I'm just very economical with where I put that energy. I want to make sure that this is something I've, I'm committed to uh, investing my emotions and my resources and my whatever behind. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. In other words, I want the facts first, right? And the facts that I'm seeing right now on this particular trial is he went to court and used the defense. I was defending myself against harm, which in America is a viable defense, right? Based on the facts, based on the people who were there and who saw what happened, he was acting in self-defense. For me, that is a conversation that needs to be had. Whether he's white, black, brown, purple, like I, and me and you had a very interesting conversation about this last week. It's like, one, let's talk about, are the laws just? Like, that the laws mm-hmm. even make sense? Is, should it even be reasonable that anybody can own so much firepower. And then there's a conversation of, are these laws being applied uh, uniformly, applied to everyone? And I know mm-hmm. that you said the difference in our opinion was that you think that uh, if they're not applied uniformly, then the, it doesn't matter the laws regardless, which I, I can see that point. And for me, I just start in the opposite direction, which is like, I just want to make sure that the laws in the first place are logical and humane. And then if they're not being applied uh, uniformly, then we have a conversation about
1: it. Yeah, so I mean, here's a here's the problem, right history. History is supporting. I'm going to talk about facts. Is supporting what I'm speaking into everything from voters' rights and voter suppression to segregation. There have been laws in place that say that we're all supposed to be treated equally that do not get enforced the same way. So True. part of what I'm getting at is you can have a law that says like, yeah, sure. Like this is the way that we treat everybody. And when that is not the case, then all the tweaks to the laws don't even fucking matter because they don't apply the same way to somebody that looks differently or somebody that is in a different position, socioeconomic class, whatever that is. So there is this rooting of the bias that's placed in both a judgment and a political sense and even a freaking media sense because that's the that's the fucking thing that's so crazy is like the moment that a, a kyle rittenhouse is sitting in the position that he's in he's a hero right we're we're sitting here debating and at this same exact time which is so crazy just to put into perspective like all of this is moving at the same time namad aubrey's having his trial and like he's literally the defense attorneys are bringing up him defending himself after being shot as him being in the position of creating assault. Like, I'm like, wait, wait, wait. So I've, I've been shot now and I'm defending myself. And that, that statement is what was used. And obviously, luckily that did not end up being a scenario where these people got off because then I would be having a conversation about right,
0: this. We get to acknowledge <laughs> that in that situation, it worked out in that, the way that one we, we believe. Okay, all right. Well, all right. Now, let's get, let's get spicy. Let's get spicy. That's not the only time in the history Uh-oh. of America, right, that that's happened.
1: But right? it's highly I, unlikely, and you know that. I believe that there
0: is a disproportionate amount of uh, power that you get to defend yourself with when you look a certain way or you come from a certain class. A hundred percent, right? Like, we can both as human beings, understand that if I can afford a $100,000 lawyer versus a fucking, you know, community college fucking <laughs> civic defender, there is a higher chance that the first person is going to get or They're going to get the benefit of the dollar. They're going to get whatever because they have somebody who is more trained, who has more resources, who is better, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. To get the result that they desire.
1: Yeah. The point
0: that I want to make real quick is that Wait, what does that have to do with this situation? I'm about to bring it right. Okay. (laughs) Don't worry, I'm getting there. Is that using Kyle Rittenhouse as an example, if he had a state-of-the-art lawyer and all the legal resources, whatever, that proved and got him off justifiably, he's not wrong. He's not a villain because of that. To me, that doesn't mean like, oh my God, look at this terrible example of white privilege. It means, how can we look at the people who aren't getting this privilege and build them up and get them the resources and get them the legal representation that levels the playing field?
1: The, wait, I think on, that we- on. The representation, but now you just, you just made it sound like it's an economic thing. That Kyle, Kyle, Kyle having money gets him something that is not driven around like, yo, if Kyle was black, that's, that case would not be the exact same case.
0: I think that you're right. Race plays a factor. And I uh-huh. think that race and class and economics are all intertwined heavily. I think that Jay-Z, Jay-Z's lawyer, yes, Jay-Z's black. And if he does some shit, it's going to look different than if somebody from fucking, you know, downtown mm-hmm. had a lawyer, had the same. Yeah. It, it, it affects how these things play out, in my opinion. Okay.
1: Okay. <laughs> so what? What's the what's the what's the
0: point? My,
1: my point yeah. My point <laughs> is simply
0: I am not interested in this instance or any previous instance in making villains or making uh icons out of people and being like, This is an example of white privilege, this is an example, da-da-da, and da da da. This is a specific instance with this specific person. If we're trying to make a difference in uh legal representation, if we're trying to uh change the way that black people are seen in the legal system that doesn't mean that the way white people work the legal system is wrong it just means that we need to provide more resources on the other end does that make sense resources resources change economic like whatever you want to call it i don't think Uh, that for example here here's a let's let's take it out of this for a second i know there's a disconnect in what we're, we're
1: conversating the way no, I I see I'm hearing it like you. This, I'm, I'm just waiting for the point to jump in and choke you. <laughs> we're Completely this, fucking anyway. with you.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: <I know. laughs> it, let, let, let's think about it like this, so that my, my point can be made and I can I can get it off my chest. Mm-hmm. Is there are poor people in the world. There are people who are suffering. There are people who you know have to work jobs that they don't like and they barely get by. And I have noticed, especially in the woke community. they see this experience happening and then they say elon musk is wrong jeff bezos is bad everyone with money is an asshole and is greedy and da 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 right and they they believe that that's how we solve the problems by making villains out of the people who are using the system the way the system is designed Mm -hmm. that's where i have an issue with this conversation is like kyle rittenhouse got off and based on what i little know with not being a legal expert what i know He got off justifiably. He used self defense. So, actually, I'm not interested in the Kyle Rittenhouse fucking conversation. If we're interested in, like, oh, how do we get uh, people of color to not be represented in a certain way? Like when I walk down the street with a fucking AR 15, then let's have that conversation. To me, the Kyle Rittenhouse conversation is actually
1: mostly irrelevant. Okay. So, you just ignore it? Like, you ignore evidence, you ignore what's happening in the world because the only way that anything ever becomes a conversation is because there's real world examples of the gap and the differences that we're dealing with. So it's less about is Kyle Rittenhouse a villain and more about here's an example of something that points out an obvious difference for us in an experience that has nothing to do with is Kyle that villain, but that's, that is like, that's evidence creation one oh one. For me in my world <laughs> like i'm i'm looking at things and you look at it in a relationship i'm like i watch i watch how like one person gets treated in a relationship and i'm like all right Say so you're dating a girl and you see that she treats this other guy differently than she treats you right mm-hmm. that becomes an example that highlights a difference in the way that you all are being treated and gets you to ask the question about how you were being treated but it still comes from that example. It's not like I'm yeah. I'm in an echo chamber of my own where all it I see sparks, is how she's treating me.
0: It sparks the conversation and at some point it mm-hmm. becomes a distraction. Right? So if... So within was, a, a week it's become <laughs> a distraction? No. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the point I am making is uh. overnight social justice warriors use these... Uh, people make memes out of these people tarnish somebody's reputation right to what they believe further their point point. and in my opinion when i watch it i feel like it debases the claims that they make mm-hmm. when i watch like i i have seen so many memes about people like making fun of kyle rittenhouse they're like oh all you have to do is cry in court and uh, pretend to fake cry in court and you'll get off if you're white. It's like, what? what is, come on. How much is that actually supporting the cause that you're trying to make? At that point, okay. you're focusing on a person. At that point, you're, 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 you're trying to debase somebody's character.
2: Mm. That's
0: not serving. That's petty. That's my fucking point. You're so not what will doing we anything in that moment. When that moment that would we'll be serving, honestly, if we're, we truly want change, I would love to see social justice worries be like, okay, here are the points in which Kyle Rittenhouse got off. He got off because of self defense and this and this, da da da, and presenting the facts and then presenting a uh, correlated example from a person that looks like me and you, and be like, here's a very similar occasion in which that didn't happen. Can we talk about why? Oh, well, that's because this person had a civic defender and Kyle House that had this person. Okay, cool. What made him have a civic defender and not a uh, high-powered lawyer?
1: Yeah, but you. Uh, so you keep coming back to this resource thing as if there's not simple comparisons that have been done, studies time and time again, with the only difference is this person's black and this person's white.
0: I agree. And I think that when I look at social media over the last couple weeks, mm-hmm. I've seen 0.0005% of those conversations and 99% of the conversations of, how can we make Kyle look like a fake, crying, racist, asshole, white supremacist human being. Well, yeah me, that,
1: see, I mean, that doesn't serve. Now, now you're just talking about something uh, separate. I, uh, afraid I'm afraid to say that you've probably gotten away from the area where we're gonna have a lot of conflict. <laughs> because yeah because now now you're just talking about like the entire like cancel culture sensationalism and all of that shit like i don't care about that like i i get i get i get it from two different perspectives right one is you're sharing things from a source of hurt a shared hurt and i don't think that it's on you me or anybody to monitor what somebody decides to have conversation about what somebody decides to share the next step of what can you do? That's the most fruitful thing to possibly create change. Like, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's a direct path to that that definitely looks way deeper than pushing out a social media post. but at the root of any story and the root of any change is awareness that there is a problem at all Mm -hmm. in any way, shape or form. So at, so at, How we how we monitor how that message ends up getting proliferated is not something that we can even control, not something that we can influence and not something that we can judge is right or wrong. It's just a reality that some people will have that and go about a constructive path with it. And some people will go about it in a sensation I'm mad at the world path because that's what they do in their lives overall.
0: So let me ask you this. Because Mm -hmm. how other people do them is up to them. We're both not very interested in that. So (laughs) in one one sentence, what does Marco believe the problem is? And what does Marco believe an efficient, fruitful method of attacking the problem is?
1: Oh, man. Well, the, the first question is the straight up race bias. Um, And that race bias connects to the economic bias. It connects to a long, long line of systemic racism and systematic oppression. Um, So that's huge. The solution to that, I'm not a fucking Ph.D. psychologist micro whiz because I don't think anybody has the immediate solution to that. So my solution that I choose is continuing to be a counterexample in my own life and standing up for the things that I see around me. That I can influence. Now, there's other people, people that I might coach, people that I might interact with, that want to go and be social justice activists. That's just not my role. That's just not what I've decided to do in my life. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, if I were to to gesture like widespreading solutions, it would probably look like some socialist ass shit that'll get this podcast torn down because <laughs> the entire system needs to be remade. Like in its entirety, like if you talk about the the bread and butter of what this country was founded on and you read the freaking Constitution, you read the Bill of Rights and the shit don't say shit. About loving each other equally, none of that, none of that shit. It's it's about protection, defense, property ownership. Like it's a lot of things where when we talk about like mission statements in a relationship or in a business, and we're like, okay, cool, this is our mission statement. And this is where I'll, I'll agree with you about what you said earlier. This is our mission statement. This is what we're following. And then now we see how the world is playing out. And you look back on that mission statement, and you're like, Yeah, that's pretty much what they said. (laughs) That's what they said they would do. Like, it's not it's not showing up any different. So it becomes this thing of like, until we're willing to revisit those foundational bases of what's making this world freaking tick, or at least in this case, the United States tick, then, yeah, there's a, a lot of shit that's gonna continue to not only exist, but continue to get perpetuated. Cause it's, it starts off in that executive system of like, here's, a, here's where it is in the politics. It feeds into the system of the minds and the way that people are thinking about how they're gonna live their lives. And they pass that down generation on generation on generation on generation. So that's just not gonna move at all.
0: And I think, correct me if I'm wrong, The main conversation that comes up for you is if he was black, blank, something would be different. He wouldn't have been taken in without a scratch. He wouldn't uh, have gotten off, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm. So for me, the way my mind works, when I boil that down, I hear this is a culture conversation. Right. So in other words, how do I get to inside the mind of a police officer that would be taking in a black person versus a white person? Right. Because that, that's not something that you're going to fucking legislate. Right. That's yeah. going to yeah. be yeah, that, that that comes down to the culture.
1: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Well, so-, so this is this is interesting because um, I, I said this a while back. I talked about this concept when we start thinking about racism. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, so when the civil rights act passed and all of a sudden black people could actually be in the same place as other people there was no longer the segregation at least legally do you think that the klan member was just like take my hat off and burn well, this and hide i'm going <laughs> right. yeah. hell no 100%. hell no not 100%. at all not at all and not only not only did that not happen but more than likely, just imagine that this is a strong belief system that you have. And all of a sudden, this government that you've been standing behind says, like, nah, that's, that's not what we're doing out here. You're going to double down. You're like, fuck them. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Like, fuck gonna them. I'm going to double the fuck down. So <laughs> exactly. now I'm passing this on to my kids. And that's a single generation. So the, the people that are my age are the parents of the people that lived in that specific construct. Right. So so now take this two ways. That's one side of it. The other side I always speak about is I'm like, now imagine for four hundred years you have been legally less than a human being, like physically. We're two thirds of a human being, then not able to vote, then not able to have job, then not able to do like just continue that list and you are in a space where as we talk about, like don't speak unless you're spoken to because your voice could actually get you killed. In those times. So now I'm I'm taking this mentality, this right passes and says, you know what? Now, black people, you, you guys can have the same opportunities. So did I spring up and immediately rush with all this fucking confidence yeah. and energy and was like, Wow, you know what? I just went through I all this trauma and I'm feeling yeah. really good. We fucking we're in the coaching business and we try to coach people on simple ass shit like confidence <laughs> to talk to their mom about the fact that you know they want to change religions or some shit right yeah, like yeah, we 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 and we spend like months on months on years on years working through those single problems so something that has gone on for hundreds of years is a mentality don't expect that shit to shift in a generation right so so the reality is is that yes it's a it's a multi-pronged problem you can change the systems, the the mind state and the mentality is still going to be there. So you got a lot of work to do. You've got the changes in media, you have changes in system, but all of it is is based around how are you shifting the perception of whatever bias engine is being built inside somebody's brain when they see a skin color like mine or yours. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And vice versa. What bias system is being built in someone's brain when they see a skin color like my shirt, a little bit, a little bit tanner? White people ain't this white, but
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah. So, what comes to my mind when you say that is uh,
1: everyone should sign up for our workshops.
0: Basically, by now I don't know what they've been listening to. The point I want to make is. In LA, on the back of uh, a bunch of like cop cars, mm. it says, like, there's never an excuse for domestic violence or some, some shit like that, right? Yeah, and you know, honestly, I look at that and I laugh every time, like, some guy who's like on the way, like, he's beating his wife in the car in traffic, sees that, and he's gonna be like, you know what, it's time to change my ways. Like, that's just, it's just that's not how it happens, the uh-huh. same way. Yes, there are actual racist people in America, right? Just fucking statistically. And your hashtag isn't actually going to change the mind of an actually racist person, right? If somebody is running a big company and they actually don't want women in the boardroom, right? The woke movement is not making them actually change who they are as a person on a core level. Mm-hmm. that would motivate them to bring in a woman, right? Until we have empathy and try to understand the viewpoint from which they are coming from.
1: Yes. It is and trying to, go ahead. As time passes, those people die and hopefully the new people
2: <laughs> that come in
1: don't have right. those ideas. Yeah. no, so, I, I'm, I'm like being silly, but also being real. No, that's so like 100% it's, right, yeah. Every new generation has an opportunity to have a different perspective yeah. that they can bring to that collective
0: yeah and if it was as easy as saying like just wait for fucking officer ranger rick in south carolina to die off and then you know racism going to be done in yeah, about 80 yeah. years when they're all gone then i'd be like cool we'll just we'll just wait, it out. wait we'll it just out. <laughs> but the issue is that they're passing it on and they're having conversations and they're talking mm-hmm. to their kids and they're keeping their kids in a box in which they can only see the world through the lens that their parents are seeing
1: the world right yep so yep that gets to be addressed so let's let's dive into this because i I think (laughs) are you you sure because we we can
0: also just start this whole podcast
1: over no 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 no. i like i like this because this is a this is a conversation that um i think i think the only thing that's coming up for me is i i wanted to like massively disagree with you and like have this intense thing but i I I know i'm like i'm like i know this stuff is gonna i know we make good points (laughs) because I, I, yeah i'm totally with you i get i get all of that and i think that the the thing this comes back to the same shit that we've talked about before about um both tribalism as well as like your own basically your own stereotype machine right like that i when i talk about racism i always say like look like all of us are racist right mm-hmm. in the sense that every single person has a different representation of the meaning of a person with white skin, with dark skin, with darker skin, with medium skin, with slanted eyes, with all this stuff, because our brain is doing that shit for us. It's categorizing all of these things. If I live in a world where there are nothing but white people, and then the first black person I meet punches me in the face, then the only thing I have in my mind is <laughs> I'm black people are talk. scarce. Yeah. Like and that's and that's not even like some oh shit, like that person is a horrible person. They're like, no, this is just this is the way my, my literal brain works, is it's creating an an evidence system and then it creates a predictive system based on the evidence that it's received so that evidence either comes from something somebody has told me, an experience that I've had, something that I'm being fed into the media. So when we when we start talking about creating that type of change, I I don't discount, and this might be the part where I, I disagree, I don't discount the value of even the simple message of, you know, there is no excuse for domestic violence, right? Is that going to immediately cause that shift? Probably not. Could it be the thousandth thing that somebody sees or witnesses that shifts their cognitive bias? Maybe. And the reality is, is that there's so many different signals that are coming in that potentially could create that change. So when I'm thinking about my own view of a black person of a white person or whatever, like if I'm consuming music, which is my beef right now, I was just listening to some shit. It was I can't remember what it was. I think it was like it was 24 hours to live, um, like Mace and Locks or whatever and like DMX. And it was like 24 hours to live and every single one of them in 24 hours was like shooting somebody or killing someone. I was like <laughs> in 20, you have twenty four hours to live and this that's what, you what you're doing. Do. This is <laughs> what you're gonna do. This is <laughs> what you're gonna do. But I I say that and, you know, no, no disrespect to to X and everything. But like, you know, I say I say this to say that this was what I was listening to and feeding myself when I was younger and rapping and all this stuff. And it's like this this constant engine that is perpetuating a certain perspective around people of my hue. And then when I went to Mm -hmm. college and I had like white boys asking me like, oh, you you're from Detroit. Like, you know, how, how many times have you been shot? I can't even fault it on some like oh like you motherfucker like I'm like oh you're consuming a bunch of media about right. me about my city and this is what you know because I'm the fucking third black person that you've met I'm like mm-hmm. so so the then this does this mean like oh they they get off all for you know a, like a free pass or being racist like no 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 it just means that this is the reality of all of our brains right mm-hmm. and if we stop looking at it so much as a hateful problem and more of like a mental problem in a sense right it's like this is a mental health issue this is a mental health 100%. issue like, <laughs> yeah like it's a that's, lack
0: of education bro no it's a it's a lack of fucking education it's it's very very simple in my opinion because what you did in that moment is you created empathy you're like oh i am the third black person that he's seen i know that he's been fed media since he was born so instead of you being like, man, fuck you, racist Ranger Rick. Oh it's like, no, actually
1: no. I said, I said, what the fuck? Now this, this was, this was me recounting a situation from Younger Marco. So nah, I was about to punch him in the face. Um.
0: I'm, talking about current, I'm, I'm talking about current Marco. <laughs> current Marco with context,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, no, Younger
0: Marco. So, so like, honestly, it's, I, all right, bro. Here, here is my point. Simple and solidified. I feel like as a black man, I am expected to hate racist people and I'm expected to be angry at certain events. I am only allowed to have monolith, monolithic thought when it comes to certain mm-hmm. things, whether you know it's like protests or killings of black people by the cops. Like, I feel like I, I am placed into like these are the only perspectives that we're allowed to have. And if you don't, you're an Uncle Tom,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right. And I'm just not interested. I'm thoroughly, thoroughly uninterested in that. And I think that if we actually want to move towards a collective future that actually is the one that we're all claiming to desire, we have to do the thing that feels the most unnatural, which is have empathy and understanding of these people. And I'm not saying, saying, oh, let them get away. Like you said, it's not like,
1: I understand why you're
0: racist. Keep burning the cross. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I'm saying is yeah. like, oh, I, it's like a kid fucking touches a um, uh, an oven, right? Mm-hmm. Anger. I'm like, angry, but, oh, bro, you just uneducated. <laughs> like yeah. you just don't get it. So here, let us educate. And it's gonna take patience, and especially mm-hmm. take patience with people you probably don't want to talk to. But it's like, cool, great, fucking fantastic. If you want that future, that's the work that it's gonna take. But yep. you, matching their ignorance with anger no, is not no. going anywhere.
1: Well, but that's but see, but now you're talking about something that spins into the emotional intelligence of the whole globe, no, right? Because, because yeah, yeah, let's check this actual- out, right? The there's two parts to this. One part that I'll call out um, when you just made the statement about young me is like young, no, young me was pissed, right? Mm-hmm. And young me's pissed, rightfully so, because I'm a fucking human being, and I'm like, oh, what are you? What is this stereotype you're pushing on me? That is totally not, you know, what what my reality is and my limitations are. Like I'm not limited to that and my in my identity. Here I am at this like the top entrepreneurship school in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm being put into that box. So my initial response is that offense. Right. Mm-hmm. My now still, even at that time, young me is intelligent enough to sort of put it into perspective and not I'm not like wailing off on him, but also have We'll say, like, have have grace for young me, recognizing that, like, there's a whole bias system that's so non-representative of me that if that version of me is not also given that level of awareness around, like, how people build biases and all that shit, then, yeah, I might have punched them in the face. Right. Yeah. And then now which I'm in jail or some shit.
0: Yeah, which would have been justified. Mm-hmm.
1: I completely understand it
0: and it did nothing to counter the argument that whether he says black people are racist or or sorry, black people are violent or whatever it and that supported his story.
1: correct? Well, and that's, and that's, but that's the thing though, right? Like this is, this is bigger than black and white now, right? Now you're talking about people, which I've watched this shit happen. And I I mean, I told you about this weekend and, and some of my meetings, like when I give uncomfortable truths, People get pissed off when you tell somebody something that is in conflict with their reality doesn't even have to have the cover of race. It's just like, what the fuck did you just call me? Like, who did you just say that I was? Like, I'm not that. And this it's this feeling of needing to defend your reality as if like somebody else can change who you are by labeling you as something, by deciding that you are something, and a and an almost illogical trigger of like. I need to fight for this identity to continue to exist. Right. I gotta, I gotta punch you in the face so that I can make sure that identity stays. And that's, that's not a, a like, Oh, Hey, this is, everybody needs to understand how to be more docile. It's just like, that's just not, it's not a healthy way for me to move through something that's actually going to create forward progress, right. Right. In, in my own life and in the world that I want to create, but, Boy, we got some work to do to get to a place where a world can understand that, and that's why that's why you and I love the work we do. That's why we love this podcast. Like, this is the core of all of that shit. Like, there's no, there's no like that you can't you can't talk about the race issue without talking about the identity issue, the ego issue. Like, they're literally one and the same. Like, there's like
0: yeah, one hundred percent, one hundred percent.
1: The ego is the identity. <laughs> yep. Yeah, one hundred
0: percent um do you want to keep talking about race and racism or is there anything else on your mind this (laughs) that you want to discuss on this podcast
1: well actually yeah yeah i'm actually curious what's uh what's making you want to shift the conversation
0: um based on that summary that you just gave Mm -hmm. about how like all of this a lot of it comes down to emotional intelligence and that's really the only sustainable way forward to me i'm like okay cool well We took care of that yeah yeah (laughs) i'm like well i I agree there's there's nothing else that needs to be
1: said so uh, no let's let's i actually do want to dig into something though
2: round two
1: please something you said about um the uncle tom uncle tom statement right
2: yeah
1: um i want to add in about what that that looks like when we start talking about um group tribalism and group identity Right. Mm -hmm. And that is that is this feeling of like, if we become and maybe this will be the last little thing that we say about this, but we become so fixed to this concept that we all have to have the same opinion. Then it's right back to the same shit we talked about before. Of Like, that's the quickest way to make sure that ain't a damn thing going to be changed because we're going to (laughs) become a group of monolithic people that lack diverse thought. Right. So like that. And yeah, I am totally against that and i and i share like my own um you know feelings about that because i know there's a lot of like popular we'll call it like you know the handbook you got the handbook too when you were born the black handbook shut up you got that shit yeah yeah when, when, oh, oh oh shit we're not supposed to talk about that well, sorry, but, but we have we have a handbook of the that things the that you're people supposed get, to agree yeah. with yeah all yeah. black people right um and and mine's... that yeah the experiences though like the fact that we we have such diverse experiences that's the fucking thing not only for us as people and in a, in each group, like the black people group to understand, but like us as a collective people to understand, like, yo, like our experiences are so wide that prepare for, or not that. So prepare for whatever stereotype that you have to be completely debunked on every single occasion like every every time you meet a person that fits the like yep they look like sound like and you know walk like this don't at all be surprised when that person is not that like, because your your world is limited by the perspectives and the views that you have but not everybody is sharing that experience so it is a yeah it's an interesting thing cuz this i mean we are we're very colorful the race of human beings, (laughs) not even, not even just like race. I'm like, oh, there's, there's black Africans that are having a whole different experience than we are. There's there's black Dominican Republicans, there's Jamaicans, like, (laughs) even, even,
0: People got diversity. The other day, I met a white person who was able to dance, bro. I, it blew my mind. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was very
0: crazy. I don't <laughs> Oh, my
2: gosh. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Oh, so, man. to answer your question, that's why I was passing along the conversation, because I was like, yeah, I feel like that's the answer. Yeah. The answer is emotional intelligence and making actions based on the emotional intelligence that one, that one has, right? Yeah. yeah. While acknowledging yeah. that we live in a system that makes it difficult right like sometimes yep. i just want to punch someone <laughs> in the face and i'm like oh damn well i'm a black guy so i know how this is going to look so let me make a different choice
1: oh yeah i mean well that's that's something that is um i will say if we bring just looping around back to the distinction of the differences um and i'll i'll use one of my friends um in relation to this so one of my one of my exes actually it was really funny Because um, we used to date and she started dating this white guy. And she had these situations where when they would get pulled over by police, like he would just be wild and out, like mouth and all the, I can't believe you pulled me over and all this shit. And she would be terrified, like literally terrified. She was white. And no, she's not white. Oh, no, 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 I'm no, this is the girl that I dated. She's not white. Oh um, at all. You. He's white. yeah, he's white. He's white. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, he's white. and and then she was explaining and and he was like, he's he was like, yo, I don't like, why are you so stressed out? like all this shit. And she's been having a hard time like explaining to him the differences between what his experience is and the experiences that she is very much used to and knows about, right? Like, and in the case where, You know, being with me and dating me, like cops come around, I freak the fuck out. Like, I'm like, turn the fucking music down, like 10 and two. And like, 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 yo, like, I'm like, I'm trying to do everything to make sure that this doesn't end up being my last day. Right. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's an experience that you can't discount that a white person and I have had these conversations so many times. And, you know, verify from my own experiences. And if you are a white person listening, you're like, no, I'm actually very scared when the police pull me over too." cool. That's cool. The white people that I've spoken to are like, wow, Marco, like, I didn't even know that was a thing that you all feel that way. Like, you know, when when Joe pulls me over, like, and I just have a friendly conversation with him. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Joe, for, you know, stealing that food. Like, and it's just like this honky dory time. And I'm like, yeah, nah, bro. Like that's totally not the way that, you know, I'm experiencing my own experience or that I even experience police in the context of witnessing me. So that those contrasts are where not only do we say that the the bias is something that we all get to be aware of, but we get to be aware of the fact that through the lens of that bias, people are experiencing life differently Mm -hmm. than you are as well right and creating that level of sensitivity of like oh what is it like to whether right or wrong be the person who my friend in college assumes is has been shot multiple times and then i'm in any situation that looks in any way precarious and the assumptions and stories that end up getting made about me are very different than little johnny like, right. and that's, that's the part that like that shit is something because that when you talk about the hurt
0: lived experience, right? yeah. like you, you have an experience and then based on the experience, your brain is computing. Am I safe? Am I not safe? And even in situations where you might
1: be safe, your brain is going to
0: say, no, 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 red alert, red alert, red alert. We might be fucked. We might be fucked. And you're going to respond differently.
1: Right. Well, and, and that's what's happening to me on the other side. So it's, it's both, it's both my projected experience and the projected experience that someone else is having of me so that the the combination the yes the combination of those two is like the the fact that somebody doesn't know or isn't aware of like oh like officer john would treat this situation differently if marco was in that seat right mm-hmm. and this is this is like let's take take away even for a moment like the demonizing of Officer John and just be like no that's that's the reality he's like Officer John has created a different way that he's going to respond to Billy than he will to me right so then then now not only am i creating my different bias right but like i'm having my bias reinforced so similar to what you said like if i punch the white guy who says that people of black people are violent then i just reinforce that same story for him and regardless of what the cause is, it's continuing to create that infinite loop, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so it's just, it's, man, I mean, that's some, it's some interesting shit if you want to talk about, like, how you actually unearth that and unwork all of those things. But you got you to create new counter scenarios is the, so if you want to talk about solutions, let's say counter scenarios um, are the best thing to start changing cognitive bias, as yeah. many Counter times as I can have experience. And
0: being willing to embrace them into your mental infrastructure.
1: Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. Because you can right. also
0: dis- dismiss them. <laughs> yeah. Because I'm just I'm just gonna fucking say is it, like, yeah, I grew up around plenty of black people, right? And there's times where I'm like, bro, y'all embarrassing us right now. Bro, you don't need to be acting like that. So then I would feel upon feel it upon myself like I had to not be that. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I had to not talk that way i had to not because i didn't want to reinforce and because i wanted to provide a counter story Mm. right whether it's my responsibility or not it's not fucking that's not the conversation i did it right Yeah. and there's something to be said for like cool i can like fucking present a different option and a different way of looking at black people to somebody who's racist but there also has to be some sort of willingness on their part to be willing to see things in a new way
1: Mm -hmm. right because otherwise there's
0: just information that's going to be rejected by their psyche
1: yep yep particularly if there's any in any way that's tied to something that benefits them and that's where let me get into a little bit of a deeper run for a (laughs) moment here
0: and the spiral continues
1: yeah yeah so so part of the reason why there's this consistent theme of what i think and you know this will relate to the situation we talked about Um, but also relate to just a wider range of, like, the denial of racism, right? When, the like, the all lives matter and, like, all that shit. I'm like, nigga, that doesn't fucking – that has absolutely nothing to do with discrediting the fact that there is an actual issue. But the problem is – and I'm just going to put this out here – is when I sit in a space of privilege, and this is my perspective, I sit in a space of privilege and – you then tell me that my privilege is born on the backs of something that is either unfair, violent, or wasn't actually earned by me. For me to admit that, I now lose. The center of pride around that privilege that I have, around that experience. This is the same fucking reason, just to be clear, why this wonderful holiday that we just celebrated, Thanksgiving, is still something that we fucking celebrate because people don't want to admit how this country was made in the first fucking place. We're not sitting; we're literally sit celebrating the genocide of people. And if I admit that this country was founded on that, then all of a sudden, all these wonderful, beautiful things, great, wonderful American story gets mired with this identity that is actually built by a bunch of shit that you don't want to admit. So you hide that reality. You deny its existence. You say it's not really a problem because it would question and rattle your own identity. would be like, oh, do I really deserve what I have right now? Are the things that I have right now, the privileges that I have right now, being born from my hard work, are they being born from a systematic disadvantage that was driven by actual physical violence, deprivation and slavery? Come on, man. Like that's that's some shit. And that's the whole that's the whole birth of a nation shit is like there is a uh, denial emotionally. And this is, again, another mental health issue that relates to identity. Where I'm like, if I have this identity, and I'll say this because somebody said this shit to me and I loved it. It was like, if you can feel um, proud of something that you weren't a part of, you can also feel shame for something that you weren't a part of. So you don't want to feel shame for that. So you hear the commentary of like, you know, that's that was my ancestors. Like, I didn't do this. Right. But I can feel proud for my country and the ancestors and the wonderful things that they that they did. And I also can feel shame and I don't want to feel that shame. Right? And that's that's a that's a whole nother issue. A whole nother issue. (laughs) What you got? What you got, Amari?
0: (laughs) I mean, if you want to keep stirring the fucking goddamn (laughs) pot, we can keep making goddamn (laughs) spaghettios, but I I was
2: like,
0: I'm chilling, bro. I
1: am chilling. How are you uh, chilling? Oh, you, you're not going to like this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: Give me a second
1: mm-hmm. to formulate. <sighs> you just, you asked for juiciness. I'm, I'm like, I'm trying to give you what you desire.
2: <laughs> I keep the juicy juicy. I eat that lunch.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: There is a part of me. that when you were speaking, especially right on Thanksgiving, we'll isolate it to that. Mm -hmm. When you're speaking about Thanksgiving, there's a part of my soul that rolled its eyes. Excellent. Mm. Oh, yes. Yes. Because I think that there, you know. Yeah. Christopher Columbus came, did some pretty fucked up shit. And Butterfly effect, many things happened afterwards, and now we have this country that we have now, right? And some of us celebrate this thing called Thanksgiving, which originally was an homage, (laughs) right, to that time when the nation was being settled. Yeah? Mm -hmm. The reason I roll my eyes isn't because I discount that truth. The reason I roll my eyes is I don't go to many Thanksgivings. I haven't been to many Thanksgivings in which we all sit down beforehand and we say praise our lord and savior christopher columbus the patron saint of america who is blameless for all things that just doesn't happen what actually happens and what has been happening since i was born is it's been a fucking excuse for us to come together and just commune and be grateful for each other now i don't go to you know <laughs> Caucasian Thanksgivings too often. I'm, sorry, <laughs> I'm talking about like fucking Massachusetts, whatever. Right? Like,
1: I, I don't. They have, have so Christopher Columbus statues, Statues, actually. Yeah,
0: maybe they do, <laughs> right? But in my experience, and in the experiences that I hear from people, that actually doesn't fucking mm-hmm. happen. We don't actually have that much of a conversation around Christopher Columbus, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, it's like, we can keep complaining and bitching about an issue that actually is not affecting us because it makes us show how woke and intellectual and smart and how informed we are about the the forming of our nation. But it's like, bro, nobody's actually doing that. Nobody's actually hailing Christopher Columbus, especially Mm. in 2021 in the most woke fanfare (laughs) that I've ever existed. And everybody spends like literally all I see on th- social media is everybody being like, don't celebrate this. Call it Indigenous Peoples Day. And da, 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 da. It's like, cool, great, fucking fantastic. I actually don't see anybody defending Christopher Columbus. And yet mm. we're all attacking people or attacking nobody because nobody's actually there to attack.
1: Interesting.
0: So Amari. So that's why I roll, just to make my point clear. That's why I roll uh-huh. my eyes like, yeah, okay, we can stand on these platforms and da, 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 da. It's like fucking fantastic. But it's like we're 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 fighting air. We're taking jabs at ghosts that don't actually exist.
1: Mm, mm, wow. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Now let's let's dive into. You said
0: you wanted to get juicy, so a, a bit deeper. Here. Oh yeah. I can't juicy, juicy. Yeah, yeah. No,
1: that's <laughs> that's that's why I, that's why I pressed on this because I I saw you pulling a bit, and I was like, <laughs> I feel like when we dig deeper on this, Amari's got some shit to say. Mark is yeah, like,
0: I want to cancel this guy. Great. How can I get <laughs> Mar to say something that will get him canceled? <laughs> I just want to run this podcast by myself.
1: <laughs> nah, so, no, this is, this is great. So there's two things. My point, and I, I agree with you in the sense that like I was talking with um, Anna about this in relation to Thanksgiving. Like I love that we can have the intention of giving gratitude to people right? Mm -hmm. I also know about the power of symbolism. I also know about the power of energy. I also know about the power of foundational intention. And I understand that there is a ton of messy foundational intention that we continue to either overlook or not create new stories that are actually born in things that are rooted in nothing but that beauty. So this could look like in a a far-fetched world is imagining let's pick another day for fucking gratitude that we can have that is built around that. But let's not forget that we're literally carrying on in some way, shape, or form the energy of a celebration that started off for something that none of us, as you just mentioned, would say, yay, thank you for that. Right. So if we if we if we are talking about the power of and this is what's so key, the power of music in messaging, the power of media in messaging, the power of the words, we say all of these little subtle energetic things, then it becomes less about like, oh, we're just here just being mad and more about like, no, we're actually here being sensitive to the fact that not only was this a day not to be celebrated, but it was a literal day where a whole, almost, race of our wonderful people were slaughtered. So now when we're talking about energetically what that means, and it's like, does it does it seem appropriate that we would take that? And I'm not saying that I'm a, a perfect guise of this. I, I used that day, and I gathered with people, and I thanked the land, and I did all these wonderful things. Right. Like I didn't say, like, I'm not I'm not going to do Thanksgiving because culturally we've all accepted that as a place of fellowship. And I want the fucking fellowship. Right. Of course you do. And recognize that there's a grander opportunity here of like, hey, if we're if we're really thinking about the core of intentionality, what would it not only what would it hurt, but what could we gain by collectively correcting That intentionality by acknowledging the shitty ass things that have happened and rebuilding things with beautiful intention that is born from that intention and and tying the intention to probably what we would say you would do if whatever the fuck hundreds of thousands of people died on a day, you'd probably turn it into a day that is about them. And not a day that's about our celebration and fellowship. So there's there's this energetic irony that comes around of like whatever's possible right now is a shadow's stone's throw away from what will be possible if we were in alignment energetically with what actually was happening in that time and the intention behind these holidays. And that is something that ties to every of this system. When we talk about reparations, you talk about all of this, you're like, energetically, here's a country that was built on the backs of people like you and me that then started off from people that are now like barely any of them. And then the reaping and rewards of it are ending up completely not acknowledging that, acknowledging that contribution and it doesn't matter if you say oh well you know what's the what's the right amount and what's what's somebody gonna get but just talking about like just energetically if we were sitting down and we we condensed this entire history into a two-day thing and you like somebody built a fucking house for you and you went and lived in that shit for years you would be like yo i i owe you something that's it that would be like real simple real simple the fuck race, fuck anything. You'd be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Thank you. I, I acknowledge you for building this house for me. Ooh, I've never heard you so silent. Interesting. <laughs> no, this is interesting. <laughs> this is interesting. I'm, I'm like, what is going on in Amari's head? He's also like, I'm on camera. I ain't going to say shit right now.
2: <laughs> Holy shit. No, no, no. no. <laughs> it's, it's all
0: good. Um, thank you for sharing. I appreciate you, brother. Maybe the reason I'm silent is While you're speaking I'm learning something about myself Mm -hmm. And while I'm learning it I'm also in the process of accepting it
1: Mm. What's that?
0: And that is I am impatient with our evolution as a species and as as our on our growth. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm going to make a controversial statement because finally (laughs) to hide. There is a part of me slavery when people talk about slavery like this country was built on the backs of black people da, da, da. there's a part of me that's like yeah i get it let's move on i'm not saying that's right and i know that's controversial i know some people are gonna hate me i don't I, fuck off i don't care honestly i'm i'm, I'm putting all my cards on the table um there's a part of me that's like yeah cool thanksgiving you know we slaughtered the indians we were mistreated them we infected them with fucking disease and there's part of me that's like yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. how long are we gonna keep focusing on this I'm not making it right or wrong. I'm sure that I say this and plenty of people are gonna make me wrong. Fucking fantastic. Honestly. Honestly. It's it's all good. Impressive. For me, when I, I think about self-development. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I went through some terrible fucking shit when I was growing up. You know? I did. I, I did. I know. I was there. <laughs> it happened. Right. And even after the things, the events were over and I was on my own living as my own adult, I kept ruminating it I kept thinking about it. That was so fucked up. I'm always gonna be fucked up. The future will blah, 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 And I just continued to fucking suffer. It deepened my suffering. Until I was blessed with the opportunity to say, great. It happened. I acknowledge it. I'm aware. I'm not denying. It happened. Mm -hmm. What do I want to create next? And what I want to create next is going to determine how I will act and choose and decide and respond now. And too often, people have been through some fucking shit, individually or collectively, both as a country and as human beings. That I am, I will be misunderstood and say that I don't think that it's big or it's important or it's impactful. But what I truly know is, yeah, I get it. I know deep empathy. If you don't think I have fucking empathy for people, you haven't fucking met me. You really truly have not. And I give so much of a fuck about your future happiness that I am willing to let go of whatever attachment and masturbation that we have over pointing out every single wrong and every single injustice and how much pain we have been through. I fucking get it. And I don't want to spend the rest of my life talking about how the first part of my life sucked.
1: That's the mic drop? That is what is going on in my head. <laughs> Thank you, Amari, for sharing. I wish we had a button right now that was like the this this brother just stepped out there on a limb <laughs> and was like, I get to share my truth and that's what this podcast is for. Right? Because right now because
0: not to cut you off, but like I wanna acknowledge you because like that that's a moment for me and I don't know mm-hmm. if I would have felt safe with anybody in this
1: planet <laughs> besides you. right well now it's gonna go on a podcast so
0: (laughs) (laughs) right and like honestly
1: like i feel good because i
0: feel i I felt safe enough with you to express it in a way where i'm like this is just where i stand
1: where you stand yeah and i i really appreciate you sharing that because i think um you know back to one of the themes we say in our our podcast we both make a great point right And in the, in the, we both make a great point. I think that the opportunity here that I would bring to light is there's definitely a both and, right? There's a, there's a reverence in it. Cause I, cause I don't, just, just to get your opinion, do you see me or characterize me as somebody who is stuck in the past? Absolutely not. Okay. So with, with the uh, express, rating of Amari, um, who knows all things and has told you all that I'm not somebody that's stuck in the past. I can witness and see the things that energetically are opportunities to shift a balance that are coming from a past that continues to exist in this present energetically. And I can still say I'm not holding on to that as an excuse to keep me from moving forward. But I am imagining a possibility of what would happen if the world could close that wound? What would happen if the world could actually acknowledge that fully? And this relates to the type of shit we talk about when we talk about like childhood trauma healing and everything, right? Like you could you could go through the process of like, yeah, hey, you know, I was abused by my parents, like, so what? Now what? But never actually go into that and heal that wound and reconcile it whatever it is that you become whatever it is that you accomplish by just avoiding it versus deeply going into that shadow and and putting that closure button on it there're two different levels mm-hmm. so there's a, there's the version of like yeah so what now what but the so what now what that is avoidant for, of that of that situation <laughs> and then there's the there's the so what now what that says like okay we've closed we've created closure in that and we're moving forward right we're not going to allow that thing to keep us from moving and i think you make a an amazing amazing point for everybody that's related to their own personal journeys it's related to a global journey that obviously every single day right we owe nothing to yesterday today is a new day so like literally and figuratively speaking Nothing even matters from fucking 10 minutes ago. (laughs) It's like how I show up in this moment is all I actually have. And at the same time, I respect the energetics of what's being created. Because when we talk about like momentum, right, there's a whole lot of energetic momentum that has been created to allow me and you to speak English right now and to be on the same page. That shit didn't happen just in this moment. It, there was momentum that was created so if if we are timeless in the sense of where our energy is moving, then there is momentum right now that is affecting us that is related to slavery that is related to Holocaust, that is related to these past events. so there so we we get to have respect for those energetics have an acknowledgement for what it was even even to the extent when you talk about fucking existence. Like I love, I went through oh man, I had an awesome mushroom trip this fucking weekend, bro. We had to have a conversation about bro. It.
0: People are going to think <laughs> I know. that we are addicted to psychedelics. Yeah, up yeah. every episode All the time. Jesus
1: <laughs> but it was it was uh it was one where I was just I was like in marvel at the gift that we've been given of like, bro, you realize there are literal green trees out here all across the world whose purpose is to make sure that we can breathe, bro. We can breathe. There are night lights in the sky that fucking shine on us at night when the sun's not around. There is a little invisible fucking sheet covering the globe to make sure that like the sun doesn't burn me to death. There's so much beautiful design that happened in a time and in a space and an experience that I will never know that is insanely affecting my experience to the point where my experience wouldn't even fucking exist without it. Thanks. Right. So like that's, that's the fucking, the, the biggest cosmic version of it. And every little small layer beneath that has value too. Mm-hmm. Right. That's so that's, Ooh, Ooh. Oh, thank you for sharing that Amari. Thank you for having the fucking courage to share that shit. Like, cause that's I needed to
0: take the breath before I did. Cause I was like, I, I saw, Oh, you. I saw it.
1: I, and I know you because that's why it was interesting. Cause this whole, this whole conversation, I was like, well, oh, this is, this to be the most like trying when you're like, Oh yo, do you, do you, you want to do this podcast anymore? We could just stop this one and do another topic. I'm like, I'm just going to keep pulling threads here. Cause something's uh, in uh, here. Uh, uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like he looks like I can, yeah. say, can say something. <laughs> oh, damn. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. And,
2: oh, you know,
0: man. In... <sighs> this podcast is cool because in it, we will be able, and other people will be able to witness our growth and change. Yeah. yeah. And something Good I'm me. actively, intentionally wanting to develop in my life is. More self-acceptance, mm. more shamelessness, and less disclaimers. I think that, mm. especially, I mean, you have talked about this. We're very good yeah. at like, saying things in a certain way so people it's like it. it. And, then, yeah. and I'm like, I'm really, honestly, bro, I'm over it, man. I'm truly over it because there's so many things I want to say. And whether they're right, wrong, controversial, or offensive, like, ah. They, I want. I want to. I want to put something in the pot that can give us something new to come out of the oven. You know. Yes. And like. Yes. I. I, I can tell that this podcast is going to be great practice. It's going to do it on a public platform to say things <laughs> about, that if my head manager would be calling me,
1: stop. Like no put- no 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 stop it, stop it, stop it. <laughs> stop it, stop. It.
0: Right. <laughs> because yeah, I, I just. there's just more that I want to explore in myself and more that I want to offer the world. And I know that right <sighs> now it's, it's behind the filter of how can I make this uh, digestible?
1: How can I make it oh, digestible? Brother. I, I'm, I'm, I'm over it. It's fucking true honesty. That's what the fuck this podcast is for. I hope anybody that's listening gets this, feels this, feels the moment that Amari just went through, right? The, the internal struggle of that that I know so many people are dealing with in so many areas of their lives where they choose not to say anything and they hide their truth, but their truth is still their truth. It's they just vocalize it. It's still fucking <laughs> it's there. Still sitting there. It's still there, it's still there. So, like this yeah. that that ability of like what? What gets contributed to the world when we do that? And I know I wrote um, – I did a video about this shit, about cancel culture uh, killing honesty because mm, people yeah, become exactly. so afraid of yeah. sharing their opinion as if, like, I'm not allowed to have a deferring opinion. It doesn't become this conversation of, like, hey, you know what? At the end of the day, regardless of what me, Amari – um, fucking slave owner, dude, clan guy, whatever. What, regardless of what opinion any of us has, it is my my firm belief, and you can disagree with me all day because that's what this podcast is all about. But we are all a part of this collective body. So that that sick part in your mind of like, oh, that part of you is sick, is like is like a sick limb that like you don't just chop off. Like you still get to care for it. Right. You still you yeah. still get to be there. So in every part of us that you may not agree with in every part of this podcast where you might get pissed off at me or pissed off at Amari, like take a moment and question yourself on like, what is, what is that commitment to humanity? Not only the commitment to humanity for our sake, but for your own sake, because there's some shit you probably think that if we knew about it and if somebody else knew about it and if the wrong person heard about it, right, they might be like, oh, cancel Joe, like cancel (laughs) Sarah. Like we, -uh, we can't have that. Yeah. So do we want to yeah. create a world, and that's why I love this part, we want to create a world where this type of shit can be shit that we can talk about. And that right. we, can, we can come to the table like, hey, you know what? Like, I feel this this way, and y'all might think it's fucked up. Yeah. And we can have that conversation. Like, ooh, boy. Hey, bro. Whew,
0: man. Here we go. And people thought this episode was going to be about Kyle Rittenhouse. What, bro? There's one thing I want to say before we wrap up. Yeah. To make it very real, is Marco was talking, and he he, he can see me, so he sees the inner conflict that's happening. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Marco was talking, and I felt my inner conflict, but I also heard a voice in my head. I was like, "Bro, just let it go, man. And
2: mm. Like, what
0: difference does it make, bro? Like, yeah. bro, just let him have it. <sighs> like, it's fine." And I. I was trying uh, to convince myself, bro. I was yeah. trying to convince myself, it doesn't matter.
1: It doesn't like, matter. What's the use? How is it going to yeah. change anything? Yep.
0: Just why are you going to stir the pot? Why are you yeah. going to make it difficult? Why are you going to give uh, people more of an opportunity to dislike you?
1: Dislike you. You're not serve any others, right? oh. I'm
0: sitting in that. And you, you saw it. You saw it happen. Yeah. I'm just I sitting in it. it. <laughs> and guess what? I can tell you. Cause I know that's going to resonate with somebody like them being like trying to convince themselves out of speaking their truth. Mm-hmm. I can tell you like, regardless of if it made a fucking difference, if it changed Marco's opinion, if it gave us, a, I just feel better, bro. Yes. yes. I just feel yes. better. <laughs> like, True. I know that if I had gotten off of this podcast, not said something, something in me would have felt incomplete. Yeah. Something in me would have felt uh. dissatisfied.
1: Um uh, that's
0: what was at stake.
1: Thank you. Thank you for that, brother. And you know the so putting this in a, a two way street. The gift that I got is I got to witness you and become that much closer to your truth. Right. And right now, I get to reevaluate the decision of what that means to be in truth and in union with you in this podcast and i can tell you right now i'm like yes thank you amari right but like that that shit that shit is like real time what truth does because somebody else listening to this podcast like got off the podcast yeah. right and they, they were like oh no no fuck that fuck that right but that's their truth and that's that's them staying in their alignment and and even in that it's like they will gain something from reflecting on like, man, I've been listening to eight podcasts. I love these guys. But now they went too far. And then think like, oh, what does that mean? <laughs> like, do you, how right. often do you discount gifts that could come to you because right. you don't agree 100% with yeah. somebody's opinions?
0: I we got so much show value out of life. every episode, but every that episode, was but one that thing one too far. So I'm going to discount any potential value every- I could get down in any future episode. And I'm uh, canceling you guys. Unsubscribe.
1: Oh I, love my it. Spotify. oh I love it now we're getting juicy now we're getting juicy i gotta <laughs> i gotta tell you it. later on and we might even do a podcast about this um because i had some fucking kanye west ass moments in the last few days <laughs> that's why that's why i'm coming in this bitch like like let's go like i'm ready i'm ready but uh, but, but amari i i want to hear from you like from the people and the understanding everything we've gone through what is it that people are most not going to like about this podcast?
0: People are not going to like this podcast because, especially black people,
1: <laughs> because
0: somebody who looks like you doesn't think like you. Mm. People are not going to like this podcast if they believe questioning social justice warriors hurts the movement people are not going to like this podcast if they already didn't like me and this <laughs> <Just> gave me <them laughs> reason now them. they really don't
2: <laughs> <laughs> i knew it <laughs> i knew he was an uncle tom <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh wow yeah, yeah. You, uh, you tell man. me from your um, your seat your position yeah you well like he- this podcast
1: you're not gonna like this podcast um if you have a strong, like very, very fixed we all stay in line. And by we all it mean like all black people we need to think exactly the same and have the same opinion, believe the same thing. So similar to what Amari said, um, you're not gonna like this podcast if um yeah, you don't have a open mind to allowing somebody to have a radical opinion or position um, and still loving them. Right. And still knowing that that doesn't discount who they are as a human being. Um, You're not going to like this podcast if um, you are a, Maybe if you're if, yeah yeah if you're if you're like a hardcore patriot, like probably you're gonna be like, fuck, you guys, like America's great. Uh, <laughs> that's that's probably gonna happen. Um, yeah, and you're not gonna like this podcast if you don't like hearing uh, facts read in the beginning of a, a podcast episode that's, that's <laughs> a- <laughs> yeah, probably probably never gonna do that
0: again. Uh, yeah. not, my, not my shining moment. Oh God Holy uh, this. great.
1: <laughs> all right well we appreciate y'all for tuning in with us and and seeing this like roller coaster of where uncomfortable conversations can go how they can grow what they can turn into um we hope that you still tune in and if you don't that's okay right like get to sit with that because you know you're not gonna like this podcast we told you (laughs) from the beginning beginning. so you
0: can't complain we said it very clearly at the beginning (laughs) (laughs)
1: all right all right awesome shit in mind peace peace yes